This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Welcome back to Life Made Better, the podcast where we interview interesting people that not only inspire us, but so that we can find out how they made their life better and how we can learn from their story and their challenges. Today, we're very excited to be interviewing Rachel Smith, Money Mindset Coach. Rachel supports female business owners to attract more clients and money into their business. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you very much for having me here. Good. We like um, <laughs> conversations about money. It's not something that we're, we're great at, so we're, we're really looking forward to this one. <laughs> so happy to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you became a money mindset coach? Yeah, as always, whenever you're speaking to anybody who is an entrepreneur or has their own business, it's never a straightforward kind of, this is how it happened. There's always a story behind it. And and mine kind of goes back to 2007. I was on maternity leave at the time with my first child. And I was kind of semi looking forward to going back to work. I was okay about going back. I was going back into my career, working part time. And at that moment, I had no intention to give it all up and run my own business. Um, however, when I actually went back into the workplace on my first day after my maternity leave, unfortunately, I heard the really devastating news that a very, very close friend of mine and a work colleague, so we were both employed at the same on the same day in the same team, kind of five years prior to this. And unfortunately, she had uh, tragically died. And I think that coupled with my son's arrival really led to some navel gazing. And it made me really think about what I really wanted to do with my life. And I recalled my interest in life coaching and NLP and it was all things that had been bubbling around the surface whilst I'd been in my career but put them to one side whilst I was pregnant and whilst I was kind of returning back to work and this situation where I had like a birth and a death which I think many people have that kind of experience in life and realize that they have an opportunity to make some different choices it really made me go and explore that as an option. You know, what does it mean to be a life coach? What does it mean to train in NLP? And anybody who's not familiar with NLP, it stands for Neuro neuro Linguistic Programming, which is all about the way that you speak to yourself, the programming that you've got on a conscious and an unconscious level. And it's the, the ways NLP is basically the tools, the techniques that allow you to get into your deep, unconscious mind and change the programming and in doing that you can change everything you can change how you think and feel about any area of your life so I started off on this path and it kind of opened up the doors of working for yourself running your own business really impacting like your ideal client in the most fabulous way and obviously this was just what I needed and it really inspired me to to carry on this journey and there was a period of time when I was working part-time looking after my son and retraining and it took some time it wasn't like an instant overnight 
I left my job and became a millionaire. It was, it was a journey that I had started and it wasn't until I was actually on maternity leave with my second child that um, I secretly packed up my office and kind of said to myself, well, I'm not going back into the office, am I? And I didn't. So I had a lovely year off with my daughter, had another year off on um, kind of paid, faffing around um, whilst I spent my redundancy money. And then it got to 2012 and I was like, oh, right, now the money's run out. Perhaps I need to actually start to run a business. And that's what I did. And in the first instance, it was as a life coach and over a very short period of time, it translated into uh, supporting women in business. And I loved it. It was absolutely fascinating to work with these uh, women who were very similar to me, who were really passionate about their business, really passionate about working with their soulmate clients. But they weren't making, in terms of financial gains, they just weren't making the, the growth that they were looking to achieve it through the business and I became really fascinated with under, trying to understand like why are some people really successful and why are other people struggling and I think because of the NLP and the coaching background that I had I discovered it, it was down to one core element so it wasn't about working harder it was down to how people thought and felt around money. And obviously that sounds really obvious when you're running a business that you, you know, you're running a business, therefore you need to be going out there and making um, opportunities, selling, promoting. But so many women in particular didn't feel comfortable in being able to do that because their old programming was actually holding them back. And I started using my techniques through the coaching and the NLP to retrain how they felt and thought about money. And then immediately we started seeing the results change. We started to see them become a lot more confident in themselves. We st I started to see them actually showing up a little bit more and standing in their power. And even having the confidence to stand out a little bit and maybe say those things that other people weren't comfortable yet with saying, and that translated into them generating more money. And this has really just led me to being absolutely fascinated with our relationship with money and thinking about what are the things that we are thinking and feeling on a daily basis that are actually stopping money from coming to us. And I think that's relevant to you if you're a business owner, but it's also relevant to all of us in our daily lives and certainly if you're like me if you're a parent thinking about what your relationship's like with money and how you are going to pass that on to your children so that they have a really good relationship with money going forward. I think Rachel because you were mentioning so many good bits in there that I'm just trying to do mental quickly <laughs> to focus on one and I think you know it's funny because Focusing on money, I guess, in a way, was a, a risky move because money is that one thing that we all know and we all have or don't have or want more of. But it's always a taboo, isn't it? Like mm -hmm. we are not that way inclined to talk about money and how much money we earn or we want to make. And, and you know, certainly uh, it's something that I'm seeing, like even coming down to your salary, people just do not discuss that because money is in the world but you just don't talk about it so I think it's a very bold move to 
you know, openly say like, look, money is, is here. Money is an energy, I believe. Uh, so let's talk about it. Let's see how we can convert it. Let's see how we can make more of it and no shame on wanting that and, and being inclined to money. I am Remember, this is quite funny. When Fleur and I were training together, we did this money exercise, right? You know, our coach asked us to take a picture of money, think about a person that was reflective of money. And the examples that people gave back were so diverse. Like from one of them thinking like, oh, money is just, blah. it was just dirty. It was like, I don't want to get near that. Is that, you know, very filthy person coming off a football pitch full of mud. And then another one saying like, oh, a picture of money being this Italian lover looking all sleek and, and calling me. So it's so funny how we can see uh, money in so many different ways, which, you know, really determines our behavior and our relationship to, towards it. So it will be quite interesting to hear from your point of view, what do you think stops people from, you know, getting money or to not get over those money blocks? Have, are you seeing any recurrent patterns in there? Yeah, it's one of my favorite pieces of work actually to do. And um, it and it goes back to something that we all have, and we have it um, regardless of how wealthy we are, and we all have it um, running through our unconscious mind, and that is our money story. So that is the story that's been handed down to you by your parents, and obviously then it's the story that was handed down to them by their parents. And in NLP terms, we're always looking for that first event, the first event where you had a negative experience or reaction to something. And in NLP terms, it's very much a before, it can be before birth. And with money, this really resonates with me from the work that I've done over the years with my clients and my audiences that it, this money story we have it's not just about the money story that you had when you were a child. It's the, it's the generational money story that's been running through your family through the generations. It's that embedded. And that's why people carry on earning a similar amount of money to the, that their parents did or, you know, a little bit more, a little bit less. Or there's that feeling of guilt around having more money than other people in your family. It's so emotive, this topic. And yeah, you're right, Lucy, not everybody is comfortable with working on their money story. It's probably the biggest resistance. And even if your listeners are thinking, oh, this is interesting, but it doesn't apply to me, it's generally that resistance that people are bumping up against, like, oh, it's a bit uncomfortable talking or thinking about my own money situation. So people kind of brush it under the carpet. But actually, when you start to look at your money story, you can begin to see why you think and feel a certain way around money. And one of my biggest things for, for my audience and for myself as well is I always had the ability to earn money. It's never been a problem. but I, up until I started doing this work on myself, and obviously it all changed when I had to rely on my income from my business, that I couldn't, I couldn't continue dealing with money in my same way, is that um, I had the ability to call it in, 
but I spent a lot of time rejecting it as well because it felt unsafe for me to have large amounts of money. So I would do whatever I could to reject it, to repel it, which basically resulted in me spending it. So another money story that was running through my belief system was that you had to work hard for money. And I I was just making that happen all the time. You know, money would come in, money would go out. So I'd just carry on working hard. And that cycle continued. And once you're aware of that, once you understand that it's your money story that's been handed down to you, once you understand that, you can start to work on it. You can start to change that money story. You can start to change your habits around money and you can really allow money to come in and to be used in the areas that will help you live that better life to live differently yeah first of all I'd like to say I'm sorry to hear about um, your tragedy and how that's taken you on to a, a different avenue it's not easy when we lose someone and it's not easy when we you know it should be a happy time when you've Mm. Uh, having a child so I'm sorry to hear that but I'm glad that you found your your passion and you're helping people get over their money blocks because how I see money is that it's a freedom and people Mm. need to feel free to make choices to do things and without money as much as we can say we don't like it we can't do the things we enjoy to do. We can't travel. We can't, you know, look after people. We can't, we can't do enough of the things we want to do without it. So we can say that we don't want it, we don't like it, but it, it is a necessity. So it is an energy and it is a freedom. You said earlier that people have these money blocks and once you have the awareness, you can help them. So once they have the awareness, what do you do next to move them forward through that? All sorts of different things. Um, You know, if I was working with a group of clients or an individual client, we would probably use some NLP techniques to actually change that internal programming. Because if you think about your money story running through those generations, it's deeply embedded within you. So actually NLP is really good. It never gets you to revisit a past experience. It actually just changes your programming, it changes what you think happened at that point. And you just move forward. So NLP is not like lots of therapies where you have to revisit a tragedy. It kind of just goes into your unconscious, it speaks to your unconscious mind, it changes your beliefs, and it puts in place what you want to believe around money. So Flo, just in the way that you said that you really believe that money is freedom, that's really personal to you. And that's what you can use NLP to do is to really embed that sense that it's freedom and it really enables you to have lots of choices and to go out into the world and you know live how you want to live and have all of that choice. You know, for anybody who hasn't got access to NLP, some of the things that I do is that I have a morning routine and um, I started this when my kids were little and they learned on a morning when they came across first in the morning for like a morning cuddle, they learned to kind of stick, you know, I used to have one under each arm and I'd be busy like journaling away and that is my favourite thing to do is to just journal out, you know, those inner thoughts that we all have those things that we are consciously aware of to actually just journal them out and actually look at what 
what is coming up, what is going on. And then you can look at that and just think, well, you know, is that true? You know, what's happening here? What is really uh, occurring here? And actually go a little bit deeper. And then whenever you you're aware of something like, you know, your day-to-day thoughts that are holding you back or your money story. It's that awareness that allows you to understand what's going on, understand how it's impacting you, but also it gives you the ability to release the hold that your money story or your your day-to-day thoughts are having on you. And journaling for me really allows me to release that. And there's, you know, different exercises that I use depending on what's coming up that actually just allows that kind of for me to have that kind of ability just to write it out, to get it out of my system and to just let go of it and and then to then use journaling in the same way to, to change it as well. And I love like writing out my perfect day. That's something that I do like once a month. I just like spend time just writing out what is my perfect day? What does that look like? Who do I spend it with? How do I feel? Um, who am I working with? How am I working with them? What is the impact I'm having? What money am I generating? Just write it out, out, and you just get so, like for me, and when I work with my clients on this, it's like, it's such an easy exercise to do. We can all do it. It takes like, it could take 10 minutes, it might take 30 minutes, but it's such a nice exercise because you can really lean into what you are moving towards, what the reason why you're turning up every day in your job or your business. And it really gives you that sense of you're moving forward and you're clearing through things. What I'm hearing there, and I think is is a very strong point, is that connection, is that sense and feeling connected to the source of of your your why, right? Is why am I doing all these things? And kind of like, you know, even though it's personal, but coming back to what Fleur was saying, the point of for her money was freedom. But in that way, it's really going to help you become aware of why money is going to enable you to do those things. Because, uh, you know, whichever shape or form you want to look at it, money is going to play your story in there. So I think it's key to really connect to the reason why you are doing all those things and why you want the money rather than needing the money, right? I think it's, it's also a different story. It's like, okay, why do I want this money? And how much would be enough for me? Because then that will enable you to look at that perfect day that you were talking and say, okay, can I do this? And then I think from there, probably, you know, Rachel, you'll you have more next steps. But I think, you know, I would imagine one of them after you've become aware of that is that will enable you to start putting some steps in place to get there, right? Yeah, that's completely right. And it's going back to what Fleur said at the beginning is that money is energy. That's all it is. It's just like we put such a value on money. But at the end of the day, it's just an exchange, isn't it? We're exchanging money for us to be able to receive something and vice versa when somebody's buying something from us. So it is about an, a connection and there's a few rules around money. And believe it or not, money actually likes, does two things, is that money likes attention. So all of those times that you have your personal wallet full of receipts or you've got a stack of bank statements like you either haven't opened up on your email or you haven't physically opened up through the post all the time you you're like not putting your tax return in or doing your monthly accounts actually that becomes a money block so money actually likes you to pay it 
some attention, but money also likes to know why you need it, why you want it, and what its purpose is. So actually doing that exercise of like the perfect day is brilliant because you can actually take it to the next step and actually then write out, you know, you know, I'm wide open to receiving it, you know, whatever your amount of money is. And, you know, the money would go here, 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 and here. And money really likes that. And the other thing with the money is, which is always a surprise for me when you're a business owner, you're out there promoting things and you think, oh, the money's going to come in from that way. Money comes in from all sorts of different ways and we need to be open to to receiving money from all sorts of different places as well. Yeah, what I'm hearing and um, from my own experience as well, when I first started coaching, it was so easy to keep giving away coaching for free. And actually what I realized is people didn't value it until they started paying for it because it is an energy. It is something that people value. So they then, I think they were more committed to their journey, to their moving forward once they had paid for it. Yeah. It's that empowering bit, isn't it? There is certain element of I am worth it. I am putting this money in and it's for myself because I'm well deserving of it. And, you know, to think that somebody can or cannot put that investment in is not your place to decide, isn't it? Which is something that as coaches we we do. We do a lot. Uh, you know, as Flair was mentioning, I think she and I are very similar in that sense. We just want to help. And that mm-hmm. willing for helping, it just gets, sometimes does get in the way because you do not realize that in order for that willingness to transform into efficiency, there has to be a transaction in between because otherwise the power is not there. Yeah. People do not yeah. feel as empowered to do it. Totally. And, and we all have free stuff. We've all been given free stuff, haven't we? Like you know, you open a magazine. I mean, I don't know in COVID times if it happens anymore, but you open a magazine, you get a free sample of some shampoo. Do you ever go and use it? No, it just becomes one of those things that you intend to, but because it's free, you don't. That is a, it's a very good, <laughs> it's a very good reflection and it's true. So can you share with us some of your best resources that have helped you along the way into developing this lovely mindset it's like I said it's a journey and sometimes I'm really on it and then there'll be things that'll happen and I'll be like oh I'm not on it on it anymore and it's because something slipped so the things that really help for me journaling um hypnotherapy visualizations I love a visualization you know even if you just record for yourself the perfect day that you have written out numerous times you can run that as a recorded visualization you can listen to that at any time and what you're doing with any of these techniques is you're just embedding it into your unconscious mind and once it's embedded into your unconscious mind your unconscious mind will drive your conscious self forward looking for all of those opportunities that will help you achieve the things that you're looking to move towards. So it's like anything you can do to get your unconscious mind into alignment with that big vision, that big kind of passion that you have. 
and it sounds like I was when I first started with NLP I was like oh it's a bit like brainwashing <laughs> and it and it is in the best possible way it's brainwashing you so that you have the confidence to take those steps forward to have the confidence to say yes to things that come up and just to keep moving forward just take those incremental steps and like my one of my perfect day scenarios was having the ability to walk my children on the school run it probably took about a year of me walking back and forth to school for me to go, oh my God, I'm living my perfect day. So you don't always appreciate the journey that you've been on and and where you've got to, but you will get there and you'll get there so much faster when you actually work on your mindset. Yeah, And what I'm hearing as well is coming from that appreciation. If you don't reflect of what you want, how can you appreciate it that you've got it so you're coming from that good energy of how lucky am I to have all that I have and then you build from that energy and I I assume that means the same with money if you don't appreciate it it just devalues yeah like what you said happens to you it just goes out of your hands doesn't it it doesn't you don't value that you've got it and then you don't really think about how you're spending it yeah yeah definitely that is a beautiful way to to put it. I love I love that conscious spending concept as well. And I was just trying to recall where did I read it, but I do love that intentional spending like cuz sometimes yeah, money can just slip off your fingers, especially I don't know about you ladies, but certainly me whenever I had some cash in my pocket all cash gone it's disappeared whereas if I'm paying with my credit card then all of a sudden I feel more in control it's Mm -hmm. kind of like if I've got coins or papers (laughs) it's like oh this is this is doesn't count but obviously at the end of the day it does so Mm -hmm. I do love that concept of conscious spending would you have any tips on that Rachel at all I think, again, it's about thinking about how you, you know, what you want money to show up for in your life. And one of the things that I work with my clients on is, you know, often as a business owners, they don't, they haven't separated out a business account to a personal account. So it's all getting mixed up. And one of the things that we can all do is if we become very intentional about money and we're like becoming wide open to um, more money coming into us is to actually have bank accounts under your main bank account so that you have bank accounts that have got specific purposes. So you have a bank account for holidays, for fun things, for investments, so that you have these really clear intentions about where money goes. So it doesn't just come into an account and maybe it goes into you know a couple of other accounts and then it's all just sloshing around. It's like be very intentional about it. And then you will see your money growing and growing and growing. And it it really gives you that understanding that when you receive money in, like, where's this money going to go to? And you you can start to get quite playful with it. It's like, well, actually, I really want to build up my investment portfolio in order to do that. And, you know, I'm going to put in this amount of money every month. It accumulates. Brilliant. Now I've got this amount of money and I can go off and and do that thing. And that is one of the ways that you can become very intentional about how you want money to show up and then how you are going to become a really good custodian of money. 
Yeah, what I'm hearing as well, that it gives you the energy then if you think, okay, I need to save, let's say, £2,000 to go on a holiday and you've got that in the holiday account and you can see it growing, then you've got the energy to go through each day doing sometimes the stuff that you don't want to do because let's face it, in any business, there is bits of the day that aren't as exciting. You know, I love the coaching bit. I can't say that the, you know, keeping the accounts is my favorite bit, but if I know that it's <laughs> going towards something, you know, that I want to do, then it, again, it's a, it's a motivation tool, isn't it? So Rachel, you've been on our show and you've listened to our podcast before. What is the one question you wished we had asked you that we haven't? Uh, well, that, that has got to be, again, one of the mindset tools I love to use, which is affirmations. And, you know, you can use whatever affirmation you want. But my affirmation that really currently resonates with me, so that would be the question is, you know, what is your favourite kind of money affirmation? So my favourite money affirmation right now is this one, because, you know, I'm currently in a process of up-leveling and growing my wealth. So for me, what really resonates is I am becoming a wildly, oh, it's all the W's, a wildly wealthy woman in every way and every day. And it's just, you know, several times in the day, just thinking about that, you know, I am becoming, I'm on this journey of becoming a wealthy woman. And the wild bit is really about stepping into being who I truly am, being a warrior, being a woman, being powerful. And it's thinking about wealth in, in every way that wealth comes to us, whether that's money or something else. I'm going to steal that off him, mate, right now. <laughs> you deal with the W's better than I do. It's a wildly wealthy woman. Alliteration is good. <laughs> yeah so we've got one last question before we let you go Rachel which is can you sum up in one sentence how have you made your life better uh, how have I made my life better okay so for me by working on myself so you know I spoke at the beginning about how my kids had to learn to come and sit with me in the morning and because I gave myself permission every day to work on myself you know, I have created a better world for just not just for myself, but for my loved ones and then for the audience that I choose to impact on as well. I love that. You're making a difference, not just for your family, but for the wider community. Yeah. And I think when you connect to that making a difference, I think you have so much more power and energy and love for life. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming today. I hope and I'm sure that our audience have got lots of little nuggets that they can go away with and we'll put into the um, notes where people can find you they want to get in contact and thank you audience for joining us now I was just going to say because we'll put in the notes how to contact you Rachel but I think you also had a special offer for our listeners is I that right you have a gift so I've got an actual free gift and it is a a hypnotherapy recording for wealth. So this is a pre-recorded um, hypnotherapy recording where it's where we go deep into your unconscious mind and we start to program yourself for becoming more open to wealth and yeah and that's completely free. You can just download it from the links I'll share. And yeah, you can listen to that and uh, change your money mindset. <laughs> 
Love that. I'm uh, again. I'm still in your affirmation, and I'm still in your hypnotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you from, from us and on behalf of our listeners, Rachel. That's very kind of you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you and, for having me. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for one more week. Thanks for showing us your love and appreciation. And please share the love. Share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit from it. Like, leave a comment, and subscribe. We look forward to seeing you next week. And in the meantime, stay well, stay safe, and stay inspired. Much love.